You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning. My name is Reese Kiaina, and thank you so much for tuning in to our worship service this morning. I want to welcome you to the mighty metro region of the Los Angeles International Church of Christ. Thank you for tuning in, participating in our Sunday worship service. Always a special shout out to our San Francisco family, friends throughout the world, and of course, our very own Metro family. We are continuing our sermon series called Things Jesus Taught. And I hope you've been encouraged by uh, by being taught different things that Jesus taught that were radical, that were difficult, that were controversial even. And our lesson today is called How to Experience a Miracle. How to experience a miracle. I want to experience miracles in my life. I don't know about you. With all that is going on in the world right now, the big three, you know, how things are going medically with, with the uh, COVID-19, you know, with vaccines and all that and non-vaccines and racially and economically, I'm in need of a miracle. How about you? You know, I'm stressed out more than I've ever been. I feel anxious many times. I'm worried about what the future looks like and and what it's going to be, you know, down the road here. And it's easy to focus on our problems and take our eyes off Jesus. And we can tend to miss sometimes the simple things that Jesus did that made all the difference in the lives of the disciples. And so today we're going to look at two things Jesus did when life was busy. Is your life busy? I don't know. My life's busy. And uh, we're going to look at two things that he did uh, when when he was going through a busy time in his life and, and uh, uh, perhaps maybe in an anxious time uh, that produced a miracle. And if we can just look at Jesus and see what he's like, we can be reminded to do these two things as well. We may be closer to a miracle than we think. And so let's start off with looking at the life of Jesus. And, you know, in Mark chapter 6, in verse 5 through 6, Mark says, He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Ever been there before? You where you're doing a lot of work, you're 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 working hard, you're you're trying to take care of your marriage, your family, you're going to work, you're you're trying to do the ministry, you're trying to be a great Christian, and uh, but there's very little miracles happening. Well, it's discouraging. But even Jesus experienced this. Few miracles going on in his ministry at that time, especially when he went to his hometown. And the Bible says that he was amazed at the lack of faith that was there. I've experienced lack of faith in my own life. In Mark chapter 6 and verse 7 and verse 12, it Mark says also, then Jesus went around teaching from village to village. You know, how did he deal with that situation where there was lack of miracles? Well, he went around teaching from village to village, calling the 12 to him. He began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. They went out and preached that people should repent. As they went out, they, they, they preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. You know, Jesus calls the 12, sends them out to teach repentance, and they begin to experience miracles again. You know, they're gaining momentum. And just when things are going well, right? Just when things are going well, what, what usually happens when things are going well in your life? 
you know, and, and I don't want to be a downer, but somehow it seems to go this way for me. Yes, a trial happens, right? A setback happens. A disruption takes place. And one of the things that Jesus finds out as, as he's going through life, he finds out that his cousin, John the Baptist, was beheaded. And, he, and so he went from few miracles to many miracles, and boom, death of his cousin. In Mark six twenty nine, it says, On hearing this, John's disciples came, took his body, and laid it in a tomb. There's nothing like experiencing the death of a loved one. And truth is, when a loved one dies, a part of us dies as well. Please be praying for Carmen Abida, who lost her mom this past week. Uh, just on Friday, we celebrated the life of William Washington. You know, death makes us consider our priorities and what really matters in life, doesn't it? Jesus experienced things that we go through and he moved forward in his life. You know, he, he went through some diff- he went through some times of little fate where little miracles are going on to many miracles to the a death of a loved one. In Mark six, in verse thirty to thirty one, it says the apostles get the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat. He said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Look at the lives of the disciples. The light, you look at Jesus' life. The disciples' lives were just like ours. Busy. Are you busy? They're trying to do good. They're serving, loving, encouraging, and teaching. They had good news. People around them were repenting. Miracles were happening again. And, but they were busy. They were so busy that they couldn't eat. Now that's busy. They had lives similar to ours, very up, very down, like highs and lows, times, uh, seasons of extreme busyness, other times were, you know, down times. Uh, but their lives were very similar to ours. And Jesus realizes that they're busy, that they're tired and hungry, perhaps even hangry, right? Hungry plus angry. And so he tells them, let's go on a vacation. Let's say for a minute, I said to the whole church, and all of you who are watching this morning, Grace and I are going to take the whole church to Hawaii for a vacation. We want you to go home, pack, and get ready. And we leave Monday at 8 a.m. Wouldn't that be awesome? You've worked hard all year this year. We want to thank you for serving in the ministry. And it's time for a break. It's in this setting that a miracle happens and transformation happens. And I think we'll see today that we're a lot closer to seeing miracles and transformation happen in our lives than we think. And so I want to kind of start with a prayer and then we'll resume our lesson. Let's let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you for Jesus. We pray their spirit will guide us, that you would bring about new creation in our faith, in our hearts, in our lives, in our relationships that no matter what difficulty we're going through right now, and perhaps we're in a season of good times, awesome. But we're all, if we're in a season of tough times, uh, give us the faith. Help, help us to experience a miracle, a transformation that takes place. Uh, that we're not trying to will it, but that we our eyes would be focused on you and we would learn things from you today that would be cause some dramatic change in our faith and in our lives. God, we love you. Thank you for loving us. We pray your spirit would guide us and uh, help us to grow spiritually and closer to you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're at Los LAX. 
we board the Hawaiian Airlines, right? Going to Hawaii. You hear Hawaiian music. You get your complimentary soft drink and pretzels. You're relaxed. You're starting to unwind. You're feeling rejuvenated on the plane. As you know, you're headed to Honolulu, Hawaii. You might be even singing, encourage my soul. You know, you might be singing and let us journey on, right? You're, you're, you're just into it. You're fired up, man. You might be singing, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord. Anyway, moving on. You might even venture into singing men who dream and even though you know you can't hit those notes you close your eyes when you're on the plane and you think about the white sands and blue ocean what you're gonna eat you probably heard that hawaii has some great food it's gonna be a great time you're in your chair you're listening to music you all the disciples are on that plane somebody's trying to some somebody else is praying over there you're you're on your seat just thanking god Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, recent grace. Let's pick up in Mark 6, verse 32 to 34. It says, So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed... And saw a large crowd. Just stop for a second and just think about that. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them. Because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Stop here for a minute. Jesus promised a vacation, right? A mini vacation for those disciples. They were working hard. I promised you a vacation to Hawaii. They reach the shore. Those disciples reach the shore and they find all these people waiting for them. You get off the plane in Hawaii. You exit the plane and right when you get, you're not even at the terminal yet. You just get off the plane and the first thing you see is a ton of people waiting for us because they have needs. They heard that we were coming to Hawaii, to town. Now I wish God recorded all those silent thoughts that perhaps were going on in their minds. Would those thoughts be spiritual or godly or unspiritual and ungodly, perhaps angry or even sinful? How do you get when you're tired and at your and you're at your wits end? What's your mentality like? What's your spirit like? I don't know about you, but man, you know, People can be really sophisticated until they're and, and 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 really nice and have a great demeanor and super humble, but when they're tired, it's almost like they're a different person, right? Uh, and this is where Jesus shines. When Jesus was tired and worn out, because he was tired and worn out, just like those disciples. The first point I want to make is this: he felt the right emotion. He had compassion, the Bible says, for all those that were waiting for them when he got off the boat. I don't, he felt the right emotion, that he reached for compassion in the midst of being tired and worn out. And compassion is one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, compassion is like where you're feeling deep down in your gut. 
and, and there's an emotion that happens there where you kind of have sympathy, you have empathy for someone and you're, and you feel for them that, but it leads to action. You know, it, it's a little bit like faith where you, where, where you have a belief that moves you to action. It, it doesn't just keep you there, but you actually have action that's involved in it. And that's exactly what Jesus did. And I bet, I just bet those disciples were probably struggling. I mean, think, how would you feel when we're in Hawaii? I thought we were going on a vacation, Reese. Like, really, dude? Man, bro. We can get like that too, can't we? I thought we were going to vacate, man. I thought we were going to get some rest, Reese. You, I bet some of you might be even crucifying me in your mind, right? If, if I did that, if I set that up like that, we got to Hawaii and all these people were waiting for us, man. You know, when I'm, you know, I, I would have said like, when I'm tired, guys, I, I become a different person. I don't want to be around people when I'm tired. You know, when I'm tired, I'm struggling. I want me time. I'm tired. I want my needs met. I'm worn out. I don't want to take a phone call. I don't want someone discipling me. I don't want somebody asking me for stuff. You know, I, I don't want somebody to give me input on something. I mean, when I'm tired, I'm a different animal, man. It's, and, and are you like that as well, dude? Like when you, how are you when you get tired? Well, one of the things about Jesus that is so profound is that when he's tired, he's able to reach for compassion. And, you know, it's in these times when you're tired. I want to share an illustration where we should listen to advice from a Saturday Night Live skit. And I want to encourage you with this thought. There's a skit in Saturday Night Live where there's a, uh, they're in a hospital, right? And, and, and the, a nurse is at the station there and in the waiting room there's all of these people who have needs and and one by one they they're they're anxious so they come up to the front and they they ask the the nurse you know hey is everything okay when am i going to be seen and the and the nurse is basically trying to tell them to relax and chill out and the phrase she says that's funny at that time when you watch the skit is she says she says She's supposed to say simmer down now, but, but it ends up coming out as simadana. Say that to your, say that to your neighbor, you know, simadana. Say that one more time, simadana. And it means to simmer down now, right? To relax, to take a chill pill. And, you know, I think sometimes we gotta consider that, you know, as, as when we're tired and we're stressed out or anxious and worried that, uh, we need to take, relax and take a chill pill. You know, I, I was, uh, I remember one time when, Kalati and Kainani, they were small, right? They were really small. Maybe and they were six to eight or nine years old in that time frame. And Kalati was tired one time. And, you know, Nani would like to play. And she was playing with her with the toys. And Lati was feeling a little bit irritated, you know, and and because she was tired. That's why Nani wasn't irritating her. But she was just tired and, and having a difficult time. And I pulled Kalati on the side. I said, Kalati, why don't you say to Nani, go, Nani? Simadana. So Kalai went back into her room and I, I was outside the room and I was listening. I could hear Kalai tell Kainani, uh, go, Nani, Simadana, Simadana, you know, and I'm laughing inside, right? Cause they're, they're doing this little thing there. All she was basically telling Nani was, Nani, chill out, relax, you know, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get you whatever you need to get. And, but one day when I was tired, Grace was tired. 
and we got into an argument. And you know how it's like when you're in an argument, your kids know what's going on, right? They absolutely know what's going on when mom and dad are fighting. I don't know if your kids know that, but mine definitely do. And as I was low on resources, I was angry, I was tired, I probably was hungry, you know. Uh, I remember Kalei coming up to me and she goes, Daddy, are you and mom fighting? Are you and mom fighting? And I was, it's funny how God just brings your kids in the room and just disciples you right off the bat, right? And right before I was going to answer, you know, she goes, Dad, Simadana. <laughs> you know, and I was like, what? <laughs> I was just shocked. You know, I told her to do that with Nadia and she was laughing at that. But then when I was in an argument with Grace, Kalei goes, Dad. Simadana, you know, like relax, dad, chill out, take a chill pill. To make matters worse, gang, she broke it down. She broke it down into syllables. She goes, Dad, Simadana. And I was like, What? I can't believe she said that to me. I was like, Kalei, get to your room right now. Grace, your daughter, and you know how I said it, it's like that, right? Your daughter dishes, disrespects me like that. Man, we need to disciple Kalei, you know, it was such a funny, funny, I worked it out with Grace, we're like, this is ridiculous, I don't even know what I'm arguing about with Grace, but it was so cool to see Kalei come in, and, I mean, she was funny, she, I, we, I, I still remember that situation, you know, Dad, Sima, da, na. the truth is, I needed to relax, because I was tired, angry, and unspiritual. But contrast that with Jesus, who is tired and worn out, and he is spiritual, right? He's spiritual. He is loving. He makes space and makes room for all the people who have needs. Why? Because he felt the right emotion when he was tired and worn out. Can you do that? Can you re when you're tired, consider reaching for that? Because it's hard, you know. It's that. That's when it's required. And we're right on the verge of some amazing things happening sometimes when we're in the midst of disruption, when we're in the midst of being tired and worn out. And if there's a lesson in us in this, when we have compassion, it's to understand this. You and I are never a problem or burden to Jesus. He will always make room for you and I in his life, no matter how tired and burdened he is. I mean, and that's the in the midst of his cousin dying, long week of ministry. The you know, poor Jesus, right? The disciples are the disciples are on him. They're you know, they're not listening. I mean, it's just a it's just a rough, rough thing, right? That was going on over here. Uh so remember, reach for the right emotion. The second thing I want to talk about today is this. In Mark chapter 6 and verse 35 to 41, by this time it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very, this is how the disciples were going to handle this situation, right? Of all these needs, of all these people with needs trying to meet with them. Verse 36, it says, send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give something you give them something to eat. They said to him, that would take more than half a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? The answer is yes, right? 
How many loaves do you have? He asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said, five and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks. He gave thanks. He slowed his life down enough to give thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. What did Jesus do in an overwhelming situation? Well, he prayed, right? And he set, the second thing I want to talk about today is that he set things in motion through prayer. He set things in motion. That was an overwhelming situation. Are you overwhelmed with something in your life right now? Do you have something going on in your life that's difficult, that's overwhelming? Well, perhaps you and I can consider what Jesus did when he was faced with feeding over 5,000 people. 5,000 people were there wanting to have their needs met. What an overwhelming situation. But what he did is he prayed. Because prayer sets things in motion in the spiritual realm. And you know, I forget this. I strategize when I'm when when you know I'm overwhelmed. I plan. I I uh I think instead of pray. I strategize. I plan. Some many times I don't my first reaction isn't to just pray. It's to do these look at what the disciples did you see them pray? They didn't. They talked to Jesus, right? They were like, as they were talking to Jesus, they're like, well, Lord, you know, we're in a remote place, right? It's late. You send them away so they can go somewhere else so they can get themselves something to eat. But that wasn't, that wasn't Jesus' heart. You know, Jesus' heart wasn't to do that. Poor Jesus, man. He had to deal with people wanting his attention and disciples who didn't want to help out because they were tired. But that's our Lord, spiritual compassionate and prayerful. Uh, well, I can be unspiritual, demanding, and prayerless. In an overwhelming situation, Jesus prayed. Perhaps he knew that the impossible becomes possible in prayer. If there's a lesson we can learn in this, right? He gets the five loaves and two fish. And here's what we can learn in this. As he prayed, perhaps the lesson is, is that God can do so much with so little if we just pray. That we can offer certain things up to him if we just pray. And so I want you to be thinking about that. Uh, as you're thinking about the things that we're talking about today and looking at your life and looking at a, a, perhaps some difficult situations that you might be in right now. Think about that. It's amazing how Jesus just took five loaves and two fish. I mean, that won't feed more than two to three people, right? Around there, maybe four tops. But with that, with prayer, that small little offering can do so much. This was this ish incident here was an obstacle to the disciples' faith. But I believe Jesus was trying to build their faith experience a miracle if they could keep their eyes focused on Jesus. And so consider that. We only need a little bit of faith. 
right? Whatever you have to offer God, whether it's faith, humility, serving, gifts, even like when we're in the midst of special, you know, world missions contribution, go ahead and uh, offer that, you know, what you go, I don't, sometimes I don't want to offer it because it's so little. It's okay with Jesus. A little can go a lot with prayer as we pair that with praying, you know, and because Jesus felt the right emotion and because he's, he prayed and set things in motion. Look what happened in verse Mark chapter 6, 42 to 44. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten was 5,000. Man, as Jesus felt the right emotion, compassion, as he set things in motion in an overwhelming situation by praying and, and, and taking what little the disciples had and mixed it and paired it with prayer, God brought about an explosion. 5,000 people were fed. Would you like to experience something like that? And so today, as we close, our series is entitled, Things Jesus Taught. The lesson today is how to experience a miracle. I'm not saying just because we do these things, a miracle is automatically going to happen. But there are conditions that Jesus has and, and, and that if we could just kind of look at some of the things that, uh, what those conditions are that, that when we're in times of disruption, times of difficulty, times where we're tired and worn out, if we just can look at the things that Jesus does and put them into practice in our lives, perhaps we'll experience a miracle as well. Well, how did he experience a miracle? How did that miracle happen, the feeding of the 5,000? Well, when he was tired and worn out, he felt the right emotion. Well, what's the lesson in that? Well, you and I are never a problem or burden to Jesus. The second thing he did was he set things in motion. He prayed. And, and whatever we have to offer mixed and paired with prayer can do so much. The lesson in that is that God can do so much with so little if we just pray. So offer up. If, you, if you're like, I only have a little bit, offer that up of faith, humility, of giving, of serving, of perhaps even financial giving. You only have a little, offer it up to God. God can bless it tremendously. And what ended up happening is God brought an explosion. A miracle took place. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your attention. Have a great day. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.